0: Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. This episode, I believe it's episode 39. Holy cow, we got into 39 episodes and sorry for the late release, folks. Uh, I know it's Christmas and most of the NFL games are on Saturday, so I'm releasing this Friday, which you all should know by now because you'll be listening to it on Friday. But, now um, yeah, welcome back to Droolish. This is a sleep and relaxation podcast where I go and talk about a variety of subjects, really with the goal of putting nice uh, ambiance, background noises, uh, white noise to help you fall asleep. Uh, my voice, uh, oddly enough, does help people fall asleep. I'm, I'm pretty uh, monotone, I guess. So, use a combination of that, and generally the way I normally talk really isn't uh, high-engaging, or at least at the bare minimum for this podcast, it's not. Um, But uh, I believe, uh, I mean, I keep getting downloads, so I think I'm onto something, or at least I'm helping others. So uh, for me, I consider that awesome, and if this is not your cup of joe, no worries. Uh, But in this episode, since I do like to talk about a variety of things, I've been talking about NFL picks since the beginning of the season, and today's no different. So we are heading into the final week of the NFL season, and I am pretty excited overall. A lot of uh, playoff seeding going on, and uh, this is probably the last time I'm going to be doing picks for, for the season, uh, well, obviously. Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing playoff picks as much. I might, but uh, I, try, I try to keep my episodes between 45 minutes and about an hour and a half, uh, mainly due to the fact that this podcast uh, well, it's supposed to be uh, you know, helping you fall asleep. So uh, if you have trouble falling asleep, then I don't think listening to a 15-minute podcast is really even going to get you um, like tired or as tired. That being said, uh, we can, well, begin. <laughs> so uh, if you're unfamiliar with at least this format, I go over last week's results. That's going to be first. Then I go over anti-power rankings, and I'll explain that when we get to it, followed by the latest week. Of NFL picks, and then I go over upset picks each each particular section I'll just explain it as we go along. Um, feel free to hop to any part of the time stamps that i've included in the description so let 's get to it so looking at week sixteen or reviewing week sixteen of the NFL this was not a great week i 'm not going to lie guys uh, I was eight and eight, and overall i'm like i said disappointed in myself with this. Um, I didn't actually do any, you know, you guys know I do some sports betting too, but I didn't do any sports betting for the last week. I can only, I do that kind of in waves, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems, I don't know. Let's just review the picks and we'll, we'll explain w- what went wrong. So eight and eight, obviously not my strongest week. Uh, currently I am 136 at 103 for the season. So uh, it's not particularly great. It's not particularly awful. It's just kind of average. So if you're below average, at least hopefully I'm helping you. And if you're pretty good at, uh, picking NFL stuffs. I mean, technically, I could probably should just do the favorites and all my picks, and I probably would have, like, 150 wins, but that's not fun. Um, I mean, I want to talk about games and matchups and usually the quality of games, too. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's always worth discussing. So, uh, this week, uh, going in order from Saturday's games through Sunday's games, uh, I picked Tampa Bay to beat Houston, uh, riding the Tampa Bay's hotness uh, kind of Uh, Going against Houston's kind of inconsistency. Uh, Houston did uh, squeak out a victory, and when I say squeak out a victory, this should have been a beatdown from Houston's side. Uh, I think Tampa Bay had like five turnovers in the first half or some obscene number, and they were tied. So that alone should be a testament to how capable Tampa Bay could be if they got their crap together and kind of how. Blackluster Houston is when it comes to capitalizing opportunities. Not to say Houston's terrible by any means. They are a playoff-worthy team. They've beaten the Patriots. They can beat top teams in the NFL. It's just kind of weird for them to be pretty inconsistent, but uh, I think they're actually going to be a da- dangerous playoff team, assuming they make the playoffs. It's still, I think it's still up in the air. Oh, no, I think they won. Yeah. Uh, I think Tennessee has the uh, possibility to get into playoffs. So, yeah. Wrong on that one. That was more of a I'm sad because I really thought Tampa was going to crush, but uh, you can't, they can't overcome so many turnovers, and that's on them, so um, this isn't a bad pick. It was just it was a close pick, so I'm not upset about that one. Uh, next game, I picked New England to beat Buffalo, and I feel like that was a pretty straightforward game. Uh, New England did have to, have to come back uh, in the fourth. Uh, that's not really, uh, a, you know, untypical from New England, so a good game overall. Uh, picked San Francisco over the Rams. I knew this was going to be a close game. Like, I knew this was going to be close, but I just felt that San Francisco really needed to win a close game, and they've won a few close games um, as well. But they definitely need to be uh, coming into the season hot, and with a game like that, I think that's a good momentum booster. So uh, I was on the right side of that one. Congrats to me. <laughs> um, but Then the following game, I picked Jacksonville over Atlanta. And I was kind of riding the Minshew wave, but in kind of uh, Atlanta's inconsistency. I felt like this was probably going to be a trap game for Atlanta. Uh, It was not, obviously. Uh, This is a bad pick on my end. I I went against the kind of hot Atlanta team, or the hot-ish Atlanta Atlanta team. Uh, They've been winning a few more recent games. I think they've won like three of the last four or four of the last five. So I kind of went against that trend, and they were trending at least semi-upwards. And, uh, yep... Nope, (laughs) not close, so uh, that's on me. That was a bad pick. So, I mean, the Tampa game, that's understandable, but I was wrong there. Then uh, I picked Baltimore over Cleveland. That was a pretty easy game. Uh, New Orleans over Tennessee. I figured that would be the kind of game that final score was New Orleans 38, Tennessee 28. And I think uh, the New Orleans game... uh, I don't know, I thought that game was a little bit closer overall, uh, but... Uh, that game actually made me a little bit nervous. I'm glad I was on the right side of that one. Uh, Tennessee is a pretty hot team right now, despite them losing. I don't have... I, I don't... I'm not feeling any lack of confidence uh, on them. I feel like they're going to win next week, depending on the team. As long as you're not facing like a top-three team, I'm not too worried about them winning. Um, I'll look at the schedule later. Picked... I then picked the Indianapolis Colts uh, at home as a favorite against the Carolina Panthers, and Panthers have been spiraling. This was, that was an easy pick. Um, the game that surprised me just a little bit uh, was the at Miami versus Cincinnati. I picked Miami to win. I thought this was going to be a close game, but I did not expect a 38-35 thriller uh, coming from Miami's end. So I'm glad I was on the right side of that one. The game was a lot closer. So, you know, sometimes you just got to be happy you won You won a coin flip, and I, and I am. Uh, then the next few games, I feel like an idiot um, because I kind of went into... Picking the favorite mode, favorites only, uh, mainly due to the fact that uh, some of these favorites are still kind of in the playoff hunt, or I would feel like they would show up a little bit more. Um, There are like three teams that I kind of went against like the grain on that I felt like could like do well, and I just went against it, and I feel terrible. So I'm sorry, sorry guys, for leading you astray. But uh, Pittsburgh against the Jets. uh, I mean, I was not expecting Pittsburgh to just beat pittsburgh and give up 10 points uh the jets did a good job of keeping pittsburgh down i mean pittsburgh was still working with not much with the season um it was a game that pittsburgh can technically lose i guess they're still in the playoff hunt but i thought they would have shown up when it mattered uh the jets just keep piling wins against uh i guess mediocre to average teams but i'm starting to get a feel for where they where they stand just based on the quality of their victories so um, that was a bad pick on my end heading into week 16, so sorry. Sorry about that, that guys The next game I picked the skins over the Giants. Uh, this was a very close game as well I was just riding the skins mainly because they were home and I thought they would probably squeak out a victory um, it was, It's pretty hard for the Giants to hold consistent uh, I don't know team play and I've and I noticed Washington has been a little bit better Defensively, so I gave them that edge uh, this game, just all of my assumptions were just blown out the window. Uh, Daniel Jones started doing Daniel Jones things, and I, I actually speak highly of Daniel Jones. I, I, I like him as a QB. Um, when, I, when I watch him play, he's got a lot of poise. He's still, obviously, a rookie, but definitely uh, really a lot of potential. And I can't wait to actually see how he develops. As for the uh, following game I have here at Denver versus Detroit, I think Denver over Detroit. Uh, I don't think Detroit's winning um, ever <laughs> this season, so... I think they lost like nine straight, so I don't think they're gonna win uh, next game either, regardless of who they're facing. Uh, then it kind of gets bad for the fix here, so I picked the Chargers over Oakland, and I really don't have an idea why I took the Chargers last week. I'm, I'm pretty sure I gave some like reasons of like, maybe like Rivers or Rivers is gonna come back, they're gonna bounce back, and Cleveland is down. Oakland uh, won. They needed to win. Uh, of course, if it was a close game, the Chargers were not going to finish. So I and I anticipated this being a close game. So this was a terrible pick by me. I really should have gone Cleveland there. I have no idea what I was thinking. Maybe I was kind of just defaulted, kind of like in lazy mode or something like that. But I apologize, guys. Not. Nah, that's not. That's not keen. Like that should have been an Oakland pick. I've been riding high on Oakland too, and I've been riding low on Chargers, and that. This was the perfect. Um, that was a perfect matchup for me to pick Oakland as an underdog. So, uh, that sucks. That was a bad pick. Um, here's another uh, bad pick, too. I feel like I picked Dallas over Philadelphia. I know this was a low-scoring game, but Philadelphia just seems to want it more, and Dallas just seems to be lollygagging gagging just a little bit. Uh, and, again, this should this, this was probably a 50-50 game, probably going into it, but I, I really should have just picked Philadelphia. This is not even... Uh, kind of just based on the teams were playing and the of underdog and favorites... Philadelphia just wanted it more, and it was pretty obvious that they really did want it more. Uh, so that was another bad pick on me. Uh, here's another terrible pick by me. Not a terrible one, but this this one should have been... Um, well, this one was an upset pick I had because of the odds. But I still picked Seattle to win over Arizona. And I've said this every game, that Arizona will always keep trying. They'll keep chugging along. I mean, every time they face a team in, in, in their own division, they really give them, like, they give them their best effort easily. And I feel like Seattle just kind of had to um, reset this game, and Arizona just dominated. And uh, uh, I probably went with Seattle. I want to say this is a terrible pick, because I'm pretty sure I felt very um, weak with Seattle and wanted to go with Arizona. But uh, the pick was wrong, and I, and I went against my hunch there. Um, again, this is... I'm very sad because there's like three or four of these that, in the heart of hearts, I knew, I wanted to believe in it, but I just took the, the default, you know, favorite route. Uh, next game, I picked Kansas City over Chicago. Had that one. Uh, last game, I was pretty high in Minnesota over Green Bay. I didn't really discredit uh, Green Bay as a terrible team. They just seemed like I haven't seen anything that was really impressive, but in the same vein... Uh seeing Green Bay win ugly is probably this like they're not they're not winning ugly playing bad games. They just they just their their games are just gritty, they're not like the most clean games. They just they seem to throw their opponents off just based on how like defunct they generally look or feel, but they're not a terrible team at all. I think they are probably a super bowl contender at this point. They are just an ugly they're an ugly team. Um they're an ugly team that gets the job done and they and I think a lot of people are absolutely sleeping on them. Uh, I don't think this was enough against Minnesota. I think Minnesota had a lot of confidence going in. They probably bought a lot into themselves, and it was Monday night. Uh, Obviously, Kirk Cousins on Monday night um, is not that great, but Kirk Cousins has also been lights out most of the season, and he's been lights out against most teams in the NFL. So any preconceived notions that he had throughout the season, he seemed to have, like, shuttered away up until this last week. So Minnesota's going to the playoffs, and we'll see what, what Kirk can do from there. Uh, at the bare minimum, he should hopefully get out of the first round. Uh, if he doesn't, then uh, well, then he deserves a lot more criticism. Uh, he's been very dialed in, but this last week was not his best. We'll see how he gets, uh, how, how he fares at the end of the uh, well, end of the season and end of the week, week 17. But uh, in my heart of hearts, I picked Minnesota, uh, but I, was, I felt like that was a 50, eh, maybe not 50 50, like a 60 40. Um, but that I would say this is a bad pick on my end. I probably should have gone Green Bay, just knowing the history. Yeah, I don't want to say it's a bad pick. Um, it, it's not bad. I mean, despite the results, I, I still I still stand by that Minnesota pick. Um, but uh, in regards to the upset picks, where we talk about value, uh, you know, you get more dollars or points. You know, depending on how you how you play or gamble or whatever. Um, I did pick, uh, I did pick Green Bay in Arizona to win, like, their, uh, underdog odds, like, you know, for the long, for the long shots, um, to be profitable, so, uh, and I'll, I'll speak more about that later as we talk about upset NFL picks, but overall, uh, started out pretty solid, I was, a uh, let's see, two, it was like six and two, and then it just went, uh, two and six, <laughs> so, um, hopefully this week we can do a lot better, but, before we dive into the week 17 NFL picks, I like to talk about my favorite segment, uh, which is the Anti-NFL Power Rankings. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Anti-Power Rankings, this is kind of similar to the Power, ranking, power Rankings you would normally see on ESPN, NFL.com, CNN, you know, any other, you know, every one of grandma has their own Power Rankings. What I like to talk about the losers, the chumps, you know, the, the underdogs, the up-and-comers, the teams that have not been performing well, uh, and just give them just a little bit of face time, or maybe just a little bit of, of you know, a clip of what I think of how, you know, how they're doing as the season progresses. And I go on the order of, the order is uh, 1 through 15, uh, 1 obviously being the worst team in the NFL, which technically is the highest for my ranking, and 15 is going to be more of, a, more of the mid-tiers. Uh, everyone tends to say the same thing about the good teams, and generally how I keep my rankings is that I, you know, I keep track of them week over week, and I have them in different colored tiers. Um, Each colored tier represents the quality of play, and the quality of play, or maybe the team quality, uh, is more reflective of how either bad, decent, okay, you know, good they are, potentially. And, uh, you know, a team that could be ranked one versus a team that's ranked, like, say, three or four, Um, if they're both equally in the same tier, that means like they both can technically beat each other, it's just... To, it's just to the degree of how bad they are uh, for tracking purposes that I like to, you know, keep keep it around. So uh, this week uh, I do have like I said ranks one through fifteen, and uh, the top four um, I have them in the red. And these are the teams I think going from this se- from this week probably even through the end of the season or until end of next week if I um, view these as well. Uh, that I think. These teams are just uh, terrible, like absolutely terrible, or they're playing absolutely terrible, and I don't see... I do I, I don't—I I just don't see them winning for the one next week. Okay, so let's just say that. They're terrible, and I, 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 they're, they're automatic, automatic losses. I think I, uh, unless like, the odds are super valued, then I'll pick, pick for them, but realistically, I'm you know, doing the other picks, just pick against them. Uh, I have team number one in this team. Uh, it breaks my heart to put them at number one. It absolutely breaks my heart. They were not here at the beginning of the season. They are my favorite team in the NFL, and they. <laughs> I don't know guys, this this is sad. This is very sad. Uh, are my Detroit Lions? I don't want to talk about Detroit Lions anymore. They have depressed me enough. They are. I think they've lost nine straight. I believe. I don't want to look at this. I don't want to look at the standings. I don't want to look at the scores. But I'm going. I'm going to do it for you guys. Okay. Uh, I know they've lost 20 billion in a row, and they have no signs of slowing down. They lost eight in a row. Okay, guys. They lost eight in a row. They've led, I think, almost all of their games except for one. They keep blowing leads. Last week they held their own against the Denver Broncos for about three quarters. Um, but. They're three eleven and one, and they are in a downward spiral. Uh, Patricia's going to be there next season, but I just can't wrap my head around it. Like, they, I mean, they lost what seventeen to twenty-seven. The game, I think they were had. Yeah, they had the lead going into the fourth quarter too. So it's like I, I, I don't know. Um, obviously, the coaching, the the staff, the staff was like pretty much injured. Uh, Stafford's out, obviously, and I think, like, half their O-line's gone, like, two other top receivers are gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say about this team. Uh, I try to put a positive spin, but this is, like, the only team that I would love to keep having blind optimism on, and they just keep disappointing me like, week over week, so. Uh, uh, for moving forward, I'm not going to be talking about the Detroit Lions this season, unless I'm picking against them. Until Stafford comes back. So there you go, Detroit. You have your own uh, blurb. Um, if you want to talk about the positives, you guys still keep managing to stay in a lot of these games. You guys keep having leads. Um, but, I mean, the only thing you're doing is just messing up the spreads, guys. Okay? Like, the only people that are really interested in, in, in Detroit are people betting against you or for you. And I feel like I'm going to be in the same boat. I don't want to. I, I hate betting with Detroit teams, except over hundreds, but, like guys got to stop. Anyway. The number two team I have, they moved down the spot. They used to, they held the number one spot for so long, but uh, they they had a gutsy performance last week, uh, and that is your Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, I believe, I'm going to double check this because I think they had a pretty good game with uh, against the Dolphins. I want to double check this one because Week 16. I'm pulling this up and my ESPN's not following suit here. So, last week, the Cincinnati Bengals doesn't even show them here Yeah, They, they, had, the, they had the thriller against the Dolphins, where they scored 23 points in uh, the fourth quarter to get to overtime. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see them like, light it up at the very end, but, uh, yeah, it's th- this game was certainly something else. Uh, I mean, Bengals really kind of just Gave up until the fourth quarter. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're a good team. I mean, they faced 4 and 11 Dolphins in uh, Dalton, kind of just uh, kind of went on fire towards the end, I, I believe. Uh, but they really couldn't get it done in overtime. And, and I don't know, they're what, a 1 and 14 team. They've won the tank bowl. Okay, they're officially going to get the number one pick. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I uh, I mean, I don't know, I've lost so much interest. I like how this, I like how early in the season I was so, like, happy to talk about, like, the bad teams of, like, potentially, like, underdog teams that are, sneak, that are sneaky good but could have been bad. But when, after 15 games and seeing, like, a 1-14 record with the Bengals, despite them having, like, a very valuable, like, a valiant performance in the 4th, I really don't have too much to say. I still like, outside of the facts. I still like Andy Dalton, uh, but that's all I'm going to go as far with it. Um... Yeah, so, there you go, the thing Bengals, and uh, if you guys are expecting full analysis this week, I'm probably not going to be doing that as heavy compared to before because, uh, like I said, like said uh, it's kind of the holiday season and I haven't watched too many games, um, so I'm only stuck with about a few that I can speak to about kind of how they recently played, which, uh, I guess it's fine, but, uh, but, I mean, as you guys know, I'm not super dedicated to watching NFL 24-7, uh maybe if I spent more time like looking at lines and gambling, but I, I I just try to follow like my own set of teams. Uh Bengals are now like a favorite team of mine. Um they're a team that I like, they're like for a cat team. Um and they should've they should've crushed the Dolphin team. Just based off based off the animals of mine. Not these stupid guys. <laughs> don't don't take me don't take me seriously. But um Yeah, the Bengals just making us the Bengals I moved them up the spot only because they've shown competitiveness, and they came back against the Dolphins, and I know both teams are, are not that great quality, okay? Um, but the fact that the Detroit's just terrible, and I think Cincinnati is equally terrible, but they, they, they seem to be fighting regardless, and I've seen more team play with Cincinnati, um, just in that one moment that I've seen like with Detroit like most of the season, so you get, that. You get the number two spot, you move down, you've earned it, Cincinnati. Number three, I have the Washington Redskins, and, uh, they stayed in three spot, I believe they won last week, uh, no, no, sorry, they lost a close game, I, see what I mean, guys, I'm just, like, way out there, actually, actually, I, I feel like I'm actually with it with the scores this week, um, it's just, last week felt like it was blurred, but, the Washington Redskins lost a pretty close one, uh, if I recall, uh, they did try to come back in the fourth quarter. Uh, they got to over they did get to overtime with consistent scoring against the New York Giants, but you really can't stop Tato Jones when he throws through, like five touchdowns. Uh, I think Haskins was out the game because he is injured; and he's out for the year. So who actually came in that game? I don't know who actually uh, played specifically. And I'm clicking the game; I'm clicking the game guest. and it's not actually giving me what I'm looking for. Here it is: it Was Case Keaton? He's back. Oh yeah, Case Keenum that bench. I was thinking of Alex Smith, but... Yeah, Case Keenum uh, did some work, 158 yards, but it was mainly the rushing... No, actually, I'm looking at the game score and it's like, well how did Case Keenum, Andrew Peterson... Yeah, the offensive stats don't look like they make too much sense. like New York completely crushed up in yards. Uh, I'm looking at the rushing yards, 36 for Peterson, he was like the rushing leader. 36 yards and 158 passing yards from Sino. You know. So something's not right here. Yeah. Haskins Jr., wait. Wait, I thought Haskins was injured. Or did he go out? Did he, am I so far behind? Yeah, he is out. Okay, so he had the, he came in he had an injury in the game, okay. I was like, talking to Stance don't make too much sense. So yeah, Haskins he, he seems to be getting better from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing, but I didn't pay attention to the last game too much. I didn't know he, uh... let uh, see how many is. Playing days, but not a drive. Okay. So, uh, yeah. The skins, uh, I feel like they could be on the up and up. Obviously their ownership is not the best, and I know a lot of, people, a lot of fans complain about how their terrible ownership is the biggest reason why they're not uh, being successful, and I agree. Uh, Haskins does seem to be a project quarterback, or at least, is showing a lot of potential. And uh, I don't know. I have. I would like to see how he progresses over the next, uh, you know, few years, or especially next season. Next to So this is number four. They moved up two spots, and they they qualified to the crap tier, the red tier, and that is your Carolina Panthers. The Panthers. Overall, I think they've lost uh, a lot in a row. They've lost, I think, like, eight in a row or seven in a row. Not as bad as the Detroit Lions. But uh, the Panthers have lost seven <laughs> compared to Detroit's eight loss. So, uh, another Cat team that's been struggling, uh, you know, their midseason talks about maybe Christian McCaffrey becoming, like, an MVP candidate. and uh, At this point, it's, you know, it's laughable for him to even mention uh, when you lose somebody in a row. I mean, Kyle Allen, he does, he has thrown 3,000 yards to 17 touchdowns, but um, I want to look at more of his stats, because he's got 15 interceptions, so he definitely is, uh, well, considering that it's his, he's a rookie, I don't think that's too terrible based on his stats, uh, but I have not actually seen him play. I was kind of more focused on Cam Newton uh, to see how, uh, see how he was going to do, but he was injured throughout the season. Uh, I don't have anything impressive to say about Carolina, they just lose a lot, and uh, I like them as a cat team, but uh, this is the league where I'm kind of just cutting my ties to all the teams that have just set and just disappointed me, because I want to talk about good things with the team, but when you keep losing seven in a row or eight in a row, I am hard-pressed to talk more about you, so Carolina, vamos, vamos, Carolina. Uh, <laughs> I know, I'm just being, I'm just being mean, but... Uh, team number 5. Uh, stayed Stayed as number 5 despite the victory uh, are your New York Giants, and I kept them there mainly because, one, they beat the Washington Redskins. I'm going to double-check that. I know I just said it, but I want to double-triple-check. Uh, no, they lost. Yeah, Yeah, they just beat the Skins, I believe. I'm looking at the schedule, and none of this makes sense. Yeah, they lost to the Giants. Yeah, Skins lost to the Giants, and Giants... Um, despite Jano Jones throwing four five touchdowns, they did lose my heart. No. No, they still be a terrible Redskins team, okay, let's be honest. Uh, despite me talking about Haskins and his injury, uh, the Giants still gave up 35 points. Uh, I think the biggest thing that um, was their, their huge knock was their, like, well, everything but their offense. And their offense still had their problems, because um, they're still trying to put, like, you know, their whole team together, so... Uh, with no real defense and them giving up 35 points against probably a top three anti power ranking team, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, you know, it's 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 hard for me to give them a lot more credit, especially when there are a lot of other teams that have uh, that were kind of in the lower point that have won. So I feel like uh, putting them in the five spot is appropriate. Uh, I'd love to see them win next 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 week. Um, just for you guys, just for you to note, uh, teams 5 through 9, I have them as a peach color, so, uh, that doesn't mean they're inherently terrible, it just means they're pretty mediocre right now. I, I'll, I'll just say bad, I want to say terrible. Terrible is, like, the first team's, like, literally the top four. But these teams are probably, um, I'll put them in a bad category, but they've shown signs of strength. Like, they've shown, like, signs of life that they can carry into either the next season or maybe they can carry into next week. Um, based on how they've been playing more recently so despite me looking at their whole season as a whole um the bottom four teams kind of just have continued to disappoint since like since mid since early mid-season i would say all the way to now so like the last eight weeks it's kind of been more of the trend and uh as for teams five through nine they've shown some life but again most of their wins have been against each other so like i said number five is the giants number six they moved down two spots, um, and that's the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think earlier today uh, Fitzpatrick was named the team MVP. Uh, I mean, Fitzmad- Fitzpatrick just seems to do well when there's no expectations. He's been YOLOing it the last few weeks, and I think the Miami offense has been coming to life uh, a lot more compared to like years past. So, even just looking at their, their more recent games. So, despite... I'm trying to figure out when when Rosen was benched, but let's say since the Bills, they scored 20 against the Bills in a loss, 24 against the Browns in a loss, 37 against kind of like the trailing Eagles, like the kind of a lost Eagles team. Lost a close one, 22-21 against the Jets. That was, I guess, a quality loss. Lost against the Giants, 36-20. Won against the Bengals, 38-35. So in regards to their offensive prowess, uh, he's, or the, the team is... At least average or they, they're around average to at least explosive with brian fitzpatrick uh i don't think they've had that with Josh rosen uh even looking at the team stats uh fitzpatrick leads the team in touchdowns uh yards and rushing yards the 228 which is obscene he's got three rushing touchdowns oh man yeah so uh in regards to fitzpatrick as a whole and i feel like um I, feel, I don't know, I feel like the team's, like, coming together a little bit more. Uh, I know a lot of them have been against, eh, you know, meh opponents. But, you, st- but similar to the Giants, uh, you know, they've won close games, but at least with the, the Dolphins case, they were actually crushing, against until the Bengals, like, came back against the late like, collapse. So, I'm, I am going to give Miami some credit for, um, for, you know, having a huge lead. Uh, I- I don't know if this Spins did the same thing when they came back, so don't take my word for that one. But um, the reason why I have them high ranked lower than the Giants, is, I mean, they're 6 and 5, despite them being in the same set. that. I, I just honestly think Miami could actually beat the Giants right now. Um, the game will probably be like a 38 to 40 close one, but I think Miami just has a slight edge. Moving down to number 7, I have the LA Chargers. Uh, I don't know, they just keep losing close games. There's nothing more as, that needs to be said. Uh, Phillip Rivers keeps throwing, I don't know, their offense just seems to be, like, anemic. The defense does seem to keep them in games, but really, most of their games, they've been pretty close and then they just don't win. Which tends to be the history of what I've, like, every time I watch the Chargers, it just seems to be their history. And I don't know if the Chargers are going to be keeping Phillip Rivers uh, this season, or if they're going to be drafting him in TV. Um, They're kind of in a weird spot, because I think they've won, like, five games this season. And uh, I'm gonna look at the standings. I'm gonna double check the standings here. But um, last time I checked, the Chargers are not—they're not like in the- uh, they don't have a great draft position. Uh, assuming, assuming that their record is terrible. Yeah, they're five and ten. I was pretty sure. Um, they're despite being five and ten. Here's here's an interesting fact. So despite being five and ten, they their point differential or point differential is two, is plus two. Now a team that's still in the playoff hunt in the same division, the Oakland Raiders. They are 7-8 and eight with a minus 105. So, just, you know, that's food for thought. Is that the Chargers have been performing admirably most games, but they just don't win. Uh, and, I, the thing is, like, I i want to move the Chargers down in rankings because of, like, their quality of play. Like, I usually get, like, the benefit of the doubt if the team's playing better than their record. But, the Chargers just keep losing, like, like, I don't like semi close games. Games that they could have won, but they just seem to like, slip away. Um, versus, like I would say, like a Denver team that if they lose, like the quality of play has been a lot higher. And it's just more like fluky losses against either strong teams early on. But uh, Denver has been has been heating up uh, the last several weeks. I, I mean, obviously, with they, their terrible start, I mean, they, I think they're like, what, 0 3 or something bad. But uh, while I'm still a little bit high in the Denver Broncos, uh, they're still not. Yeah, they're still not. Um, yeah, they're not like. They're they're not like the Chargers, for example. Don't know. The Chargers, uh, despite like a positive differential, they just don't win games. They don't have quality wins, in my opinion. So, uh, and that's that's a huge portion of this. Like, unless if there's any context behind it, but like a lot of their games, they just seem to be losing by like three, six, seven points. Uh, next team, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They stay even. Uh, they lost. They they lost the uh, that game, uh, they got crushed actually, and I, I just feel like the team as a whole is just not performing. Uh, I probably could have placed them below the Chargers honestly, looking back to hindsight. But I think straight up, if you place Jacksonville against the Chargers, despite them being seven and eight, I think Jacksonville just wins a close one. Uh, I think those teams are pretty much evenly match in regards to like offensive prowess, defensive prowess, and you know skills. Um, Probably talent too, but uh, we we'll give Jacksonville's Minshew and pulse combo the edge over the Chargers. Uh, moving to number nine, I have the Jets, and then they moved down two spots. So uh, I honestly was not expecting the Jets to be this low in the anti Power rankings. I have almost expected them to stay like in the top five the whole season, but they've been a pleasant surprise. I know a few weeks ago I mentioned that the Jets do—they just don't seem to be doing enough to impress me for victories, and that's fine. They still don't. Uh, but the key factor here is that they're still getting wins, and I think their wins have just been more of like a barometer test. So, just looking at their schedule for the season. So, looking at the quality of wins here. They started out 0-4 for starters. Okay? So, 0-4. So, since going 0-4, they're 6-5. Okay, So, keep that in mind. They've been 6-5 the last um, 11 games. They won against the Cowboys, a fairly strong Cowboys team at the time, too. 24-22 when that was like Darnold's first game. And then they lost three, so they started out one and seven. One, two, three, four, 5 Yeah, they started out one and seven, and they have been six and nine overall. So they they've been five and two the last few games. So they've strung wins against after losing to the Dolphins. They beat the lowly Giants, the lowly Redskins. A, a promising Raiders team, so that's like that's pure momentum. Then they collapsed against the Bengals. Um, and then they beat the Dolphins again. Then they lost against the Ravens, and then they they recently won against the Steelers. So the barometer of how bad they are is probably not in the realm of like being terrible. Um, like they had their they had some losses, like the Bengals. It was just I think was the Bengals is like one and only shot of performing really well, and they did it. They, they caught the Jet, the like they blindsided the Jets. But. Uh, the quality of their wins recently has been kind of in the low end tier, but not the worst. Okay, like they're not they're not being the same like skins, dolphins teams over and over again. They did that. They beat the Giants skins and dolphins, like yeah, that you can do that. But they've also won against the Raiders and Steelers and the Cowboys. So they do have a few quality wins. Uh, they may not be they may not all be playoff contending teams or playoff teams, but they're but they're they're beating playoff contending teams. Uh, which sounds like a stretch, but uh, for comparing tiers of, like, level of terribleness. Uh, I, have, I do have a lot of um, up, you know, hope for the Jets, so. So, uh, yeah, they're, like, my lowest ranked, uh, kind of, like, quote-unquote bad tier. Um, but we'll see how they finish the season. I'm pretty interested to see, you know, kind of how they, how they go. Uh, then, uh, to round out the top ten, and then I'll click over the other ones later, but, you know, a little, a little faster, are your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns just keep putting up eggs when they should be winning. Uh, Baker has not been playing that well the last few games. Uh, there's a lot of coaching problems. I think we've all seen the whole, the whole adult Beckham like, complaining to you know, Freddie Kitchens. Uh, I really hope Kitchens is gone. And I spoke a lot about the positivity and like how what, what he brings to the table, but he, he just doesn't have any discipline. And with a team with, with this much talent and with this much star power, I think they actually need a high high-profile coach to come in and not just some schmuck. Um, I'm really, I'm really surprised that no other coaches like kind of stepped up or would say they're willing to, to even take that position uh, so uh, yeah I mean they gave it a good year kind of a year and a half since uh, Kitchens was pretty much the interim coach but uh, I, I just don't see it uh, at this point I, you know you, you can give someone so many tries and at least at least with Patricia, um, the only semblance that I can give them, him is like, hey, like if it's a Patriot system, it's gonna be like that. You give them like a minimum of three years. They've been competing against a lot of terrible teams. Um, the team, you know, the, line, the line is still humble when when they have any diverse, adversity with, against refs. But uh, but that's like kind of I don't know. That's on par. Like talent-wise, Cleveland's way better than Detroit, in my opinion, in, in, regards, in regards to talent. Um, so yeah. that being said, those are your top ten. Detroit. Cincinnati, Washington, Carolina, the Giants, Miami, Los Angeles Chargers, Jacksonville, the Jets, and Cleveland. Now going through uh, say 11 through 15, and just FYI, the teams ranked 10 through 12, I have them as orange, and these are the teams I would just say that are mediocre. Period. Mediocre, nothing more. Uh, Cleveland number 10. Now 11, I have Chicago Bears, I already told you guys, the Bears stink, I hate the Bears. Um, they clearly got crapped on against the, the, the Chiefs, as they should, as I expected, because they're a bad team. Uh, no, they're a mediocre team. And that's fine. I'm fine with Chicago being mediocre. Detroit's terrible. We know we're terrible. I can have Bears fans come in and be like, oh, you never won our championship. And I'd say, okay, Bears, like Like, talk. Like, what have you done for me lately? And they'll still say, "Oh, you still haven't won a Super Bowl," and it's like, "Well, dude, we can hear that our whole lives. That doesn't change the argument that I'm having, which is your team's terrible now." Okay, like everything's in the history books. So, yeah, if if you're a fan and you have to stick, the moment you stick to, "Oh, we won 30 years ago," I'm like, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you you weren't even born like 30 years ago the last time you you won a championship. So, um, that's just the way I see it. I feel like if you're not old enough to actually Witness the championship with your own eyes. You really can't be. You really can't be talking about like the past as if like you own it. Your parents might, but not you. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't have too much to say about Chicago. There is, I mean, how I imagine most Chicago games against most teams is exactly like how Kansas City like manhandled them last last week. Number twelve, moving up four spots, are your Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, they laid a stinker against the Philadelphia Eagles when they should have, should have been their time to shine. So there's nothing more to be said. Uh, they still can make the playoffs, um, but like I said, they're probably the same quality as Chicago, I put them in the same tier. Uh, then I have teams uh, ranked 13 through 15 here, and I put them in under yellow, and this is not so much mediocre, but I, I think they're actually just decent. It um, might be more circumstantial based on like their schedule or the quality of opponents they've been placing. Um, but I think these teams are decent overall, regardless of the record, and no matter what next week, or even if these teams might end up making the playoffs, or, or one of these teams, uh, I think, um, they're, they're, they're just dangerous, like, I would never sleep on these teams, period. Number 13, Oakland Raiders, Coach Gruden has coached his team, from he had a terrible first season, uh, so that, this season, he's, his team's 7 on 8. They have an outside chance of making the playoffs. I think they need like four. Like they need like four things to happen. Like four losses that happen with them winning, and then they need like an additional like win from like out of like four potential matchups. So, uh, open had everything they needed to happen last week, to happen, and they did. So they are in the driver's seat, kind of. They don't control their destiny, but uh, the team. Oh, they they won last week. Uh, they won against. They finished out a, a Chargers team. So. Uh, they have that going for them. Uh, Derek Carr has been playing pretty decent all year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get back too much into that. I want to speed up these last ones. So, number 14, I have the Arizona Cardinals. And you guys have been listening to me all season, um, they, they moved down two spots from 12 to 14. Uh, you know, I didn't speak highly of them early in the season, but they certainly, uh, I've been mean, watching the games. They've been pretty entertaining overall. They beat Seattle, okay, at, in Seattle. And I would probably put arizona almost in the quote-unquote good tier um but uh i'm 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 sold i'm sold on them as being a dangerous spooky team and not a little not but not a mediocre team or not a good team i should say not yet Arizona's still working a lot of the kinks out and we talked about this a lot of um, their talent level like this was supposed to be a rebuilding season and they've done a lot with what they're working for so I'm uh, really excited to see what they're going to do in the offseason and see if they can get more of uh, in some of the gaps, especially with, um, I don't know, especially, especially in the defensive end, maybe get a couple of like stronger O-line people, because I always see Kyle Murray just running for his life half the time, and he's finally adapting and adjusting, and uh, you know, he's, he's, doing, he's doing Kyle Murray things, so I, I'm glad for him, I'm glad for the coach, I'm glad for the team in general, I can't imagine the team being disappointed in their record for the season, I think they're like, I think they have the same record as the Lions, so oh, Lions have actually, actually Cardinals have won the last two, that's right. So, uh, they are streaking up, and, uh, I don't know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, I'm becoming a big fan of the Cardinals overall, and the quality of wins that they've had, uh, a lot of their wins, if we want to get down and dirty, and, yeah, I will, because I like the Cardinals. They beat the chart oh, no, sorry, recent ones. Wait, I mean, they beat the Seahawks, like, Top tier team. They beat the, they crushed the Browns, and that was just a playoff bound Browns that needed it. So, yeah. And then they lost against the Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks. But the whole 49ers losses, they lost by like, and the 49ers lost by 10. That was kind of a fluke because it was pretty close overall. I think it was like a touchdown that did it in. But they beat the Falcons, Giants, and Bengals, uh, Seahawks, and Browns. So, a plethora of, like, mixed wins, and a lot of close losses against, like, really top-two teams. So, uh, you, you know, they, despite them being in the division, I mean, I, they, I think they're actually a decent team overall. Uh, and then I have Denver Broncos, which I said all season, uh, especially with Locke coming in now, as they seem to have, uh, they seem to have found themselves as a quarterback. They beat the lowly Detroit Lions, that's why I'm going to move them down one spot. But I, I like the team in general, and I feel like they're going to be in a the positive, they're going to go in a positive trajectory. Um, then I always keep this one, uh, number 16, which is actually, I highlighted green, which I actually mean I think they're good. Um, so anyone, yeah, below that, and I only keep track of 16, I don't, track, I don't keep track of blood like, on other team, so. Um, but entering um, number 16, I put the Tampa Bay Bucks. I know they lost last week uh, against a pretty fairly strong Houston team that's been inconsistent, but Tampa Bay has been streaking, I think Tampa has at least found themselves an identity that they can work around. Hopefully in this offseason they can work around that. Uh, but I think if you talk to anyone who actually pays attention to the team, like, like anyone who's facing Tampa should be scared. Like, they can win against anyone, period. Like, this is not even a maybe, like, I, like, it's, a, it's, stu- it's just stupid. Uh, so, um, in the same vein, it's like, <laughs> they can also just lay a goose egg. But... Uh, case the play was that Houston game. So, you know, either for like three or four turnovers or something like that, and you're still tied after the first half uh, with many chances to come back and win the game is, is just obscene. So, yeah, Tampa's like a Tampa's like a nuke. Just just watch out for them. And I am I'm, I'm qualifying them as like good, not just like spooky, but like they're just they will wreck faces at this point. So, uh, there you have it. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed the anti-power rankings, and now we're gonna get to the good stuff. Now I'm just kidding. The other, the other stuff is the good stuff, but this is, like, the great stuff. I think the reason why you guys have been tuning in. Well, I don't know. If you guys have been tuning in, like, what question for you guys? What parts do you like for, like, the NFL stuff, and what parts would you like to see? Because I would like to know, kind of, like, if I know what I'm talking about, that's great, but I'd like to know what you guys have been trying to get out of this... Yeah, maybe you guys just literally just don't listen to you guys just, or sorry, you, you just listen to, like, the the sound of my voice, but don't actually listen to what I'm saying, which is equally fine, because I could just do this, but I, I but I would like to know, like, what direction should I start moving, like, these football picks in, or whether there are certain segments that you like, or maybe I could just change it up as well, because I'm pretty tuckered into, like, what I'm doing now, at least for the remainder of the season, but I would certainly like to change things up next season, um, potentially, you know, depending on what you guys think, so... Yeah, moving up now it's time to talk week 17 nfl picks so i spent some time before the podcast i made these picks and i think i'm going to change a few of these kind of like now that i've gone through the anti-power rankings and i already told you what my thoughts on a lot of these teams um but i'm going to go in order uh there, these all these games are going to happen on sunday so uh i was wrong I, I thought there was gonna be some saturday games but it's actually sunday kind of just it's kind of weird considering the fact that the playoffs start you're gonna have saturday games so it really shouldn't matter if you have a six day or seven day rest but i digress <laughs> so uh buffalo i'm taking buffalo as a favorite against the jets uh this one i'm actually i spoke a lot more about this uh i'm riding high on buffalo but uh i feel like buffalo is actually just they're playing like a, like a playoff worthy team and i think that the jets have shown enough fight to actually make this game interesting Um, but I would say Buffalo, I'd give them, like, a good 75% chance of winning. Uh, Yahoo's picked 95% of the time. Uh, despite me giving them a 75% chance of winning, they're only a favorite by 1.5 points. I think that's really wrong. Um, that's massive disrespect to the Buffalo Bills. I, yeah, that is a pick. That is, that's an easy Moneyline pick right there. Like, regardless of, yeah, like, what the hell? Okay, so, uh, Buffalo, yeah, that one, I, I agree with that one. Uh, next game, I initially at Cincinnati, but then I spoke, but when I hear myself talk out loud about the anti-power rankings, I'm switching my pick to Cleveland as the favorite. Uh, I think Cleveland does win this, like, 60% of the time. Uh, and I, I know it's a divisional game, and I think Cleveland should smack them, but Cleveland has not inspired a lot of confidence. Even, like, yeah, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, Cleveland over Cincinnati versus a one-and-a-half-point favorite, Buffalo over Jets. Like, get out of here. Like well, I, The Cleveland 1.5 would make more sense with the spread, but I think Cleveland edges this one out. And 87% of Yahoo thinks Cleveland's going to win. I think Cleveland wins this, like I said, 60, maybe 65% of the time, but I'm not too keen on that. Just like that one, I feel wishy-washy, but I'm trusting the worst team of the NFL to actually not show up. So, uh, pick Cleveland... And then this next game I have uh, <laughs> Green Bay versus Detroit at Detroit. I'm picking Green Bay. I, I already said this before. Detroit's not winning the rest of the season, regardless if this is a, you know, a division game. Detroit's not. Like, I'm sorry. They had, like, if Minnesota was any semblance of what this game's to come, then like Detroit's going to get shellacked. And this is a 12 and a half point difference. That's interesting, because Lions don't actually don't get blown out by 12, 12 points or more in a lot of games. That line might be a sneaky line to uh, go against the spread. Just in my my, in my semi like intramural professional opinion. Yeah. Uh, next game, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs over the L.A. Chargers. Uh, the, I think this is flat out at like 98% of Yahoo's picking it. Uh, I think that there's like a 10% chance the <laughs> the, char- the Chargers win this. Uh, I just don't see it. Kansas City has been on a roll. Chargers just can't finish games, and they're not even close in half the games. Like they are close to like against mediocre teams, and Kansas City's not mediocre. And I think this a crush. Like a 90% chance Kansas City there. Uh, at Minnesota versus Chicago, uh, I'm a little bit wary on this one. I think Minnesota will just win this like 75. Minnesota wins this like 80 to 85% of the time if they are the playoff team. We think they are going to be. Thing is Minnesota only has a one point advantage against the I think the Bears team is a sad team, but since this is a, in a rivalry game, Minnesota did not have a good showing against a pretty stout three day team, regardless of what you see. So, uh, yeah, I think I have Minnesota this one. I think Minnesota does win this. If they're the playoff team, you'd think they are like 80% of the time, but realistically, I'm still thinking it's like a 60 65% chance of winning. Uh, the fact that it's a one point spread, I mean, this is a good money line pick. Uh, out, yeah, it's good money. Like this is this is a, a flat-out misread, and I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago won. But pure value, sake, regardless if it's a um, fantasy or a gambling thing, uh, I pick Minnesota. I'm picking Minnesota flat out. New England. I'm picking them against Miami. Would not surprise me. Like 10% chance that Miami somehow sneaks a victory. The 15 and a half point differential. Um, very interesting, considering the fact that Fitzpatrick has been on a roll. Uh, so. Depending on the value, the, the the line, I might actually pick Miami as like an upset pick. Depending on how no 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 I'm not I already said no I'm not picking Miami so no no I'm always bad against with Miami so no I'm sticking to New England I'm talking myself into a bad decision I'm not doing that. Today. Next game Tampa Bay against Atlanta. Uh this is a 50-50 even guy putting 50-50 here. Tampa is giving that Tampa is a one-point favorite. I'm picking the underdog Atlanta. Uh, here's the thing, like, there's probably... It's a 50-50, this game's 50-50. Tampa's either gonna wreck them, or they're gonna get... There's gonna be a close game, but... Uh, yeah, I just... I just think Atlanta's just been more consistent, and I think, regardless if this is a thriller or not, like, they score a lot of points, I think Atlanta just might get the last possession and edge it out. There's not really anything more to this. Uh, You know, you can quote me on that, this is a 50-50, this game is, like, within, like, a four-point game, kind of going towards the end. I'm not gonna be upset with either pick here, um and my heart, my heart says, if I listen to my heart, I think Atlanta just squeaks it out, uh, as much as, as bad as I want Tampa to win this, I think Atlanta um, just squeaks, squeaks a victory out, um, should be a fun game though, next game I have the, I lost my place here, you got the New Orleans Saints beating Carolina, that, this one's cake, in my opinion, like a 13 point advantage, Carolina has not gotten anything done offensively, honestly, the 13 point spread, I'm, I hope they can get it lower, but this is, this is a strong pick overall. Uh, I'm picking Dallas to beat Washington, and this is strictly... I think this is like a 60-40. I think Washington could actually beat Dallas, but I'm only going with Dallas strictly to the fact that they need to win this game to actually have a chance at the playoffs. Like, this is the one game to do well, like to step up. We play the teams that everyone th- was, thought they were supposed to be, or at least at the beginning of, of the season. So, I'm picking them. Then, the Denver versus Oakland team. I'm taking Oakland to win this. Uh, any team that needs to win, especially a team that won in interesting fashion like last week with Oakland, um, I feel like it's almost like they're destined to win this game and let the fates decide like where they end up. So I'm taking Oakland to win as an underdog. Denver is a slight favorite, like a three-point favorite, but uh, I, I like Oakland here. Next game, I have Arizona as the underdog beating the Rams. Uh... You guys should know in my opinion on the Rams. I think they could be explosive. They, their, office, their offensive capability has come back. But I just think when push comes to shove, Arizona's a team that can actually close out games. Uh, and I don't, I don't think the Rams have that ability to do that yet. Uh, they they haven't, I don't think they've had that ability to do it even last season either. So they can score up a lot of points, but when the games get close, I think Arizona does have the edge. And I think this is going to be that kind of game where it's going to be a close one. So uh, it's a seven-point Rams are a seven point favorite. I see Ariz. I think Arizona might only just win money line depending on the value, um, but they probably would flat out. Uh, I mean, they beat Seattle last week, so uh, yeah. And they're still getting disrespected. Interesting. Uh, next game, I picked the favorite Philadelphia over the Giants. Uh, this is this might actually not be the case here. I might go back, uh, but I trust the fact that Philadelphia did win last week, and it shows them that they are really focused on the playoffs, regardless of how well the Giants could be playing. Uh, I'm going to stick with Philadelphia, even though I think this is like a 60-40 that they win, and they are only a 4.5 4. point advantage, like, have a 4.5 point advantage of this for the odds here. So, I'm sick with Philadelphia, At think that's 60-40, I think they win 60% of the time. Next game, I'm picking Jacksonville to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Pulse just haven't really been, like, go, like, doing well. They've been pretty inconsistent. Uh, and I just trust in a divisional matchup, just a random one-off game, pretty much pretty much a meaningless game that Minshew will just get a, a hollow victory. Um, that's kind of all that I'm banking on here. I think this is a 50-50, and I'm flipping the coin on St. Jacksonville's winning this one. This next game... So, these last three are very interesting because they're very tough. I have Pittsburgh over Baltimore right now. Pittsburgh needs this victory. So does Houston. Sorry, so does Tennessee. So, Pittsburgh and Tennessee are pretty much fighting out their last playoff spot for the wild card here. And, like, I don't want to touch these games for betting, for betting sake for one. Okay? Like, Pittsburgh is a quote-unquote favor, but they're facing the hottest team in the NFL, the Baltimore. You know what? No, I'm switching with Baltimore. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, but your time's done. You're not making it, you're not making the playoffs this season. I'm changing it last minute. Baltimore is the underdog, for whatever reason, and I I think, oh, if they lack up the one seed that's the thing, I don't know if they're gonna have all their starters out either, so I don't know what to feel, uh, that's the thing, oh man, this is tough, I'm gonna stick with Baltimore, cause it should be a rivalry matchup, and Baltimore just wants to, probably don't want to face it in the playoffs, so, um, that's gonna be their, like, their, their, their influence. Uh, then I'm going to pick Tennessee over Houston. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is going to throw or give them like five turnovers to give Houston a victory. I think this game's going to be pretty close. But I think Tennessee is more consistent and has been very strong offensively uh, more recently too. So I'm, t- I'm giving them the edge. I think they win this like 65% of the time. Tennessee has only been picked by 27% of the folks on Yahoo. So that's pretty interesting, despite them being a quote-unquote favorite. Next and final game, the Sunday, Sunday night game, I have Seattle beating the 49ers. Uh, I feel dirty about this one, because this is a coin flip. I don't care who, who's winning what. I'm just going to close my eyes and just pick Seattle. Um, this is I think this is a game where just Russell... I think this is going to be a fun game, but I think Russell Wilson... Uh, just will Russell Wilson things out the very last round. That's all that I could think of. But he lives. He just lives for these moments, so... And for Garoppolo, this is his first season being like the man, and he's an unknown, and I feel like he could, he he does seem to shine too, so you have pretty, um, two pretty, uh, you know, well mentally prepared quarterbacks, I have to say, with, with some skill, at least. Uh, and I'm gonna give Seattle the edge here, only because of their past history, but I think this is a coin flip. So there you have it, guys. Just to recap all of my picks. Buffalo. Cleveland. Green Bay. Kansas City, Minnesota, New England, Atlanta as the underdog, New Orleans, Dallas, Oakland as the underdog, Arizona as the underdog, Philly, Jacksonville as the underdog, Baltimore as the underdog, Tennessee, and Seattle as the underdog. Now let's talk upset NFL picks. So if you're unfamiliar with upset NFL picks, this is slightly different than the regular Week 17 picks that I normally do. So if you're in the sports betting room, and I know a lot of uh, cities and states are allowing sports betting, sports gambling, uh, you know, for the longest time I've always been super hype about, you know, wanting to bet sports, but I never really had, like, the time or energy or, or even, like, the goal to actually put money down. Uh, but now since i played, like, a lot of poker and, uh, you know, i am kind of stomach that a little bit, and I've had a nice recent upswing um, doing some betting as well, just over time, I feel a lot more comfortable overall, and that's kind of what um, this whole... Uh, this whole NFL picks thing kind of got me into doing it. It's just picking NFL picks and then looking at the spreads, and I got super super interested in the whole idea of it. Um, but one thing in particular that I felt that I believed in, regardless of I wanted to test, was my ability to pick underdogs and be profitable by the by the end of the season. And I call this uh, NFL upset picks, uh, strictly because of the fact that uh, if I were to pick an underdog in the pick 'em's, it's only worth one point. But... For people who like to bet sports or try to find good value, which is I'm, I'm all about value. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm a very cheap guy, so like value, value is like my good, it's like my go-to now. It's like I don't want to be cheap, I want to I want to be value-oriented. Is that uh, by finding value picks that you believe that I believe will be profitable long-term? And if I'm able to report that, then hopefully I can convince you guys or myself that hey, like maybe I'm on the right track of finding picks. So. Um, I have two different. I use two different sports books. I use MyBookie and BetOnline. And if you're interested, I can give you a link, a affiliate link, or you can just go, you know, on your stuff and sign up. But it would, I would thoroughly appreciate it if I could give you give me a affiliate link, because then I think you'd get some extra money and whatnot um, with it too. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hard sell you guys on that. Um, but what I do want to show you is that I use different two different bookies um, to find um, good line to find good money lines in sports. So if I for example, if I were to say the Bengals are going to win this week, uh, my fantasy pick up, I just work one point. But if I were to go on a booking site uh, and I say the Bengals are going to win, they would pay me plus 4.35, which just means for every dollar I put in, I get a thirty-five back, plus the dollar that I initially bet if they win. So I get better odds pick using a sports book and finding the right odds compared to what I believe each team's strength is. So that's why I kind of keep track of the anti-power rankings and just watch a lot of these games. I try to look at scenarios. I tried using sports models with NFL and they're terrible um, and I feel like when it comes to picking spreads especially money lines uh, I've been doing pretty well especially in the NFL. So despite my pickups being like average uh, I think overall I've been a pretty winning player. Uh, so here I'm just gonna look at two different sports books. I'm gonna go in order of the games that I see and I'll just note to you guys which ones I think are good value. Now before I do that uh, I did pick five teams last week, four uh, four offset picks. So, heading into week 16 of the NFL, I was down three, three 3.8 units, and a unit is a denomination that could be a percentage of your bankroll. Generally, most people say one unit is, uh, you know, one percentage of your bankroll. Or, it could be a certain denomination, which is up to you to decide. So, it could be $10, $20, whatever you feel like. Okay, so, so it's a lot easier for me to talk that way, especially if you're a high roller, it doesn't really matter, or a low roller. A unit is a unit, so it should be relatable to everyone. So heading into week 16, I was down 3.8 units, with a record of 10 and 31, which means i lost uh, 21 more times, which, that's the point. Like, picking underdog picks is, is, you know, you want to find the good ones, and I'm going to work my best to actually find like better ones and get a better record. But the fact of the matter is, you can still be a winning player despite having a losing record because that's the whole idea of finding these like, underdog like sweet spot, sweet spot picks, at least in theory. So, I picked the Bucks last week, they were plus 147, they lost, so that, took, that, made, that made me go from 10-31 to 10-32. Then I picked the Jags to win, they got crushed, so I was already down minus 5.8 with a 10-32 record. And then, I picked Oakland to win, plus 250, they got that. I picked Cardinals to win, plus 350, I got that. I picked the Packers to win, plus 205. Remember, some of these teams, I don't think I picked them to win for the NFL picks, but for the upset picks, because they provided such a good value, and those teams seemed like they were going to be like, close games overall. I picked them for the good value. Plus, I just love the Cardinals. Too, I love them a lot. Um, so I won 2.5 units with the Oakland game, 3.5 units with the Cardinals game, and 2.5, 2.05 units with the Packers game. So I went from a minus 5.8 units after the first two games to plus 2.25 units. Yes, heading into the final week. This is, like, this is where I've been waiting. I told you guys long term, I'm like, I, I can tell you guys, like, this is gonna turn it around. It does. Uh... It took so long to get to normalcy. I'm also 13 and 33 in this process. Which means, like I guess, that even though I'm down by 20 t- by 20 picks, you know, 20, 20 more losses, I'm up. Okay, so it's all about finding these value picks. And I know some people are going to say, oh, yeah, you barely came out ahead. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, this is just a feeler. Okay, this is just for me to prove to myself that, like, hey, I can be quote-unquote profitable. We'll see, though. We'll see how the Week 16 picks go. I'm going to try to limit my picks. But if I see good value, I'm going to let you know which ones I think are going to be bonafide wins, or like really close wins, regardless of value. And ones that might be good value picks, just based on what I'm seeing, um, how the teams have been playing. So, I'm going in order. I'm going to start with uh, using that online, and then I'll just let you guys know if I find any better lines here. So, uh, I have the Browns. Let's see, since any dangles a plus 135, no. Uh, Bears Vikings. Uh, it's an even matchup, which is stupid, like, I know this is not an up- upset pick, if I pick the Vikings to win, honestly, like, the Bears are a favorite, so that, that's stupid. Uh, I, I, but my, I can't, I can't even speak, how? I'm, I don't know, if, I have to look at the injury reports, because, like, that line's stupid. Um, if the Vikings had a plus, like, 100, or, like, plus 105, I would actually to make that my upset pick, it would be technically an upset pick. But I like to find values that are, like, plus 115 better. Atlanta Falcons are plus 105 as an underdog. That technically is the same thing. Um, let's see here. Pa- Carolina Panthers are plus 500. I don't think that's uh, good. I think the Saints win more than... I think I mentioned, like, win 90% of the time, so having a plus 500 is not, it's not profitable. Uh, the Jets, plus 105 against the Bills... That's a weak line. I would actually pick the Jets to win this game. No, I wouldn't. The, no, the Bills would crush this. Oh, what am I talking about? Bills would crush. I'm not picking that. So here's an interesting one uh, Miami Dolphins are plus 650. Uh, I think the Patriots win this round, too. I know they're not going to lose. This is not even a good value pick. No, I, I can't convince myself to pick that one. That's not a good value pick. As much as I want to crap myself up and see like oh yeah that's plausible no it's not uh the detroit lions plus 475 against the packers packers already won the division they have a lot to fight for i think for the like, first round buy so i can't imagine them lose the lions plus 475 like if you, if you give me like plus if you give me the plus 650 i would probably buy into that but no that's not a good line yeah, I'm, there might not be many good lines this game uh let's see for right this week the Chargers, plus 305 against the Chiefs. Uh, I could see a fluky win, but how often does that happen? Like, 3 out of 4? Yeah, that the plus 305 is a slight plus EV play. If it was like plus 350, I would go for it. Plus 305 seems about on par. So, I don't want to go for that. Remember, I'm trying to find good value plays that are going to be profitable long-term. Like, after we do a lot, like I want to make sure these are going to be winning bets, because it's all going to even out in my favor long-term. And this is slightly profitable i might do that out of desperation but like i i'm not not and not feeling it right now the texans are plus 165 against the titans so i think like i said this was a close game i think the titans will will win but like how frequently i think this is like a 60 40 which means uh i think like as long as the odds are plus 150 or, or better i liked houston's odds here so uh i think the 165 houston is a decent value pick Remember, I have to specify, this is a value pick. I don't think Houston's going to win this uh, majority of the time. I just think they're going to win this enough times to make it profitable. And I want to make that clear. At least with this pick. So Houston is plus 165. For now. Okay. This next game, and we're already in the afternoon games. Uh, Let's see. We have 165. The Colts, Jaguars. Jaguars are plus 165. Uh... I know I think I picked them in my... <laughs> no, actually no, that's not bad. Colts are not that great. I do like the Jags, plus 165. Same thing. Jaguars, plus 165. Although, every time I pick the Jaguars, they've been disappointing me all season. I don't think I've won any Jaguars games. Here, are 150. No, I, I won early on against that. Okay, so, they haven't burned me enough for me to not pick them. So I'll pick the Jacksonville little Jaguars, plus 165. Here's an interesting game, which I know Dallas needs to win, but the fact that the Redskins are plus 405 against the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys' offense is like anemic, like I don't know if this this is even going to be like a 20 to 10 game. Like I can't imagine this game being like a 14-17 game or a 21-20 game. Uh, it's a divisional matchup. It's too close. I think Cowboys win the 60% of the time. I'm and I'm being very optimistic here based on how Cowboys have been playing. You're in desperation mode, but I, I don't think uh, the skins care. So that means the plus four or five is a, an absurdly good value line here. Okay, so I'll let you guys know this is. I think not only that this. Skins could potentially win this, like, not a majority of the time, but, like, this is an absurdly good value. Like, the other two are negligible, I can say. You can make a case for, like, slight value, but this is. This is this too. This one's too good. Too good to let go with the plus four or five. At least for now. Then we have the Giants plus 185 against the Eagles. I think Eagles have a lot to play for, but and since they manhandled the uh, Dallas team last week, I'm not eager to go 185 with the Giants. Uh, I can see the case. If it was plus 250, I would go for the Giants, but plus 185 is not good enough. Uh, Steelers-Ravens, it's an even matchup. Uh, Raiders plus 150 against the Broncos. Uh, Broncos have been playing well. Raiders need this win, and I feel like they are on a slight uptick for plus 150. Uh, I'm not going to lock them in yet. And then I have the Seahawks at plus 158 as the Eberkaka against the 49ers. Now I have the Seahawks winning in a close one, and I think that's the same case. So I want to pick one of these two teams, and in my head, because I don't want to pick five teams, I want to pick four, and then just kind of roll with it. So in my head... Is it more likely for the Raiders to beat the Broncos, or the Seahawks to beat the 49ers? I think the games that these are going to bring, they're going to be close games, and I think it's going to be a 50-50 at the end. And I think, if it's going to be a 50-50 at the end, then the Seahawks would be a better pick regardless of plus one fifty eight. But I think the Raiders can actually just beat Broncos flat out, like, like in general. So this is a conundrum. I don't like this. Uh. See uh, the Seahawks victory, like it's a value pick, but I have, they have too much emotion to do it. And maybe I just want the Raiders to win. Ah, should I just? I don't think these picks are going to be good enough for me to want to pick either way. If I have to be honest with you, I think I'm going to abstain from both. Uh, but here's the thing: so I have to go back and look, look at the odds here. If there are better odds in uh, my bookie, because I was looking at bet online, I might be tempted to take one one over the other. So my top picks I had initially were Houston Jaguars and Washington. Let's see if I can find better lines here. Houston is Houston is plus plus one fifty five compared to my plus one sixty five. So okay, so it's not better. Jaguars plus one seventy five for the Jags. Yes, I'll take that. Or on my bookie, and then the skins. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better with the Jaguars plus 175 than plus 165. And then the Washington Redskins are plus 415, even a more absurd value. So it comes down to whether or not the Oakland Raiders or the Seahawks have a, have a better line. And, I, and if they're if any one of those are like in the plus 165 range, which in my heart of hearts I think that's where you start getting good value, And then I'll pick either or. So. Fingers crossed, folks. Seahawks are plus one forty in my bookie. Ugh. And then Oakland Raiders are plus one fifty five against the Broncos. I like the plus one fifty five, but I'm not co- I'm not confident in either one. Like I'm semi confident. And if I want to improve the quality of my picks, I should abstain from from these. But it's also like it's also a numbers game too. Like I can't I don't like picking one team and hoping for the rest. Like you have to start dwindling out and like recording and you know learn from the mistakes. And Oakland has shown to win, even from behind, against decent teams. Seattle can win against anyone, but I think that's just too much crapshoot. But 158, decent odds. Uh, I'm gonna stick with... I feel like 49ers are just gonna show up a little bit more frequently. Uh, Yeah, let's stick with Oakland. Oakland, Raiders, don't let me down. You, you, You won last week as a plus 250. I'm riding the hot hand, plus I do trust them, so, Oakland is plus 155 on my bookie, which is enough for me to be convinced, so, for me to finish the season, positive, I need to win any one of these, winning any one of these automatically gets my season, a, it makes, makes a season winning, okay, since I started week 13, so Houston, plus 165, Jags, plus 175, Washington, plus 415 if anything, Washington is is the most absurd value pick right now. Like, not only that, I think that they can... I feel like they can win flat out against Dallas based on how Dallas is playing. Like, like I said, 40% of the time. So, even them being, like, plus 200, I would actually be tempted to get them a plus 200. So, the fact that they're plus 415 just screams value. And it doesn't matter if they win or lose. Like, I feel good knowing that it's a good value. So, there you have it, folks. Hopefully Hopefully, you enjoy this... Jewish episode. If you're sleeping, hopefully you enjoy the dreams. But, uh, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening, and take care. I'm dreamies.